I'm Robin Amlow, Managing Editor of IBS Intelligence, and I'm joined by Simon Bateman, CIO at Alica Bank. Alica, almost probably the UK's newest bank, from scratch in 12 months. How did you manage that? So yes, Alica launched in September 2019. It was built from scratch within 12 months. The biggest challenge, I suppose, in building that is is making sure you're choosing the right technology, making sure that you're using choosing the right technical partners in order to deliver that solution. Ultimately, having a blank sheet of paper is not only a challenge, but it's also a concern, making sure that you're choosing the right scalable solutions and the right strategic platforms. Getting the right team on board was critical. Uh, I was fortunate to, to bring on board a number of people I'd worked with previously. And also with that, the new executive team that was brought on board in early 2018 meant that we could really start to accelerate our approach to launching the bank. We chose some very, very key partners, specifically around the integration space um, to ensure that we were building out scalability and building out the, the fintech ecosystem that we need in order to deliver those services to our customers. Well, let's get into the technology in a moment, but we'll get the elephant in the room out of the way first. So you launched the bank in September 2019. Everything's in place. And then, of course, this year, the world changed. Everything's gone to hell in a handbasket. It must have been a slightly torrid time to be a new institution with the pandemic raging. Yes, I won't lie to you. To launch a bank six months before a global pandemic has proved challenging. I think it was the 16th of March when it was announced by the government, if you can work from home, you should work from home. So we literally went from office base to home working overnight. At the time, there were around 50 staff within the bank. We're now nearly 150. So we've had rapid growth during the pandemic. The advantage that Alica has is that we didn't have a um, historical back book. We didn't have a historical loan book. So we were able to continue to support growing SMEs in the UK by offering them the, the lending products that they needed. We also launched our first savings campaign actually after the pandemic started. So we were probably the first bank to do a first deposit raise during a pandemic with everybody working remotely. And I'm pleased to say that was successful, both from a technology and an operations perspective. And we've subsequently done a number of other raises at the, um, to support our lending expansion. But yes, no, don't get me wrong, um, Robin, it has been a challenge. All right, let's talk a little bit about the technology now. You have a specific approach that's API-led. How significant has that been in the evolution of the bank? We made a conscious decision. Historically, if you, if you look at legacy banking platforms or legacy um, financial institutions, they tend to build the architecture around the core banking platform because that's historically how you do it, because that is everything sits within that core, core platform. We made a conscious decision to change that approach and actually base it around our integration stack. So base it around the MuleSoft platform to give us the flexibility and future scalability that we needed in order to deliver the right services to our customers. If you look at the expanding fintech world and the expanding ecosystem that exists for different products that are coming on the market on a daily basis, we wanted to take advantage. And therefore we used the API strategy in order to offer those services. If we hadn't have chosen that strategy, I don't think we'd have launched in the timescales, if I'm honest. What's it been able to do for you in terms of time to market for products, in terms of data management? The way in which we approached the delivery was very much looking at best in class in order to onboard customers, for example. So 
we took an approach whereby we wanted the ability to onboard complicated business structures, not just your standard two directors. And working with the API stack, we were able to call upon third party services to bring them into that onboarding journey that otherwise you wouldn't be able to do. So it meant that we could design from the ground up an onboarding process that could bring on board both simple and complicated customer types. What it's also done is it's enabled us to, we're looking at new technology to bring new technology to market and new products to market. We've also managed to do that over the last year since we launched and we, are, we will be launching an asset finance business in the coming months. And that's only been possible because of the way in which we built the architecture around the API stack. Do you think you've also got a better understanding of your customers than a traditional bank using legacy systems would have? We have better insights. So because of the technology we've deployed and because we built it from the ground up, because we built it in the cloud, it's 100% cloud, we can get insights into what the customers are doing. We can get insights into how the customer is using our, are using our systems, seeing where we're getting errors in the system, see where we can tune, see where we can improve that customer experience. Some of the feedback as a, as a, new, a new, new entrant in the commercial lending space, we went for a broker-led business to begin with. We are complementing that with relationship managers out in the field. With regards to the brokers, some of the feedback we've had from our broker portal, which they use to onboard the customers, has been extremely positive. And it, we are considered now to be the best in class from a broker portal perspective. And the way in which we've done that is to use API technology to pre-populate part of that application form to try and make sure that if there is information available from third-party trusted services, we can import that as part of that journey rather than getting the broker to go out and gather the information and attach it via a document onto the application form, which is the more historical way of doing it. Actually having somebody go around and kick the tires, you don't, you don't need to do that because you, you can go to somebody who's already done that and that, that information can be brought into your system. And as, yeah, exactly. And as you know, there is so much information available now from trusted sources on the internet. Why wouldn't we try and use that to improve that customer experience for the brokers, which is the approach we've taken? Now, the other thing I would note for people who may not be familiar with Allego Bank is that you've also had, back in September, a follow-on investment of £26 million by the existing majority shareholder. That must be a significant vote of confidence. Absolutely. In any startup bank, the investor, having on board a very supportive investor is critical. How much of your business, again, going back to the, the pandemic situation, how much of your business has been revolving around the coronavirus business interruption loan scheme? Because I get the feeling, obviously, that that's a lifeline for SMEs. But going forward, and we're in a situation now where everybody's got their fingers crossed about a vaccine, is business going to return to normal? And if it does, what does that mean? So we made a conscious decision not to go into those into the uh, government-supported lending schemes. Being a new bank with, as I mentioned earlier, no backbook, we were able to focus on the SMEs that required lending, where the existing incumbents weren't able to provide lending because they were working with forbearance or challenges that their customer base already had. So we've been able to focus very much on those companies that are fortunate enough not to have been impacted too dramatically by the current global pandemic. And we focused very much on supporting those and the growth of those SMEs. And that's the approach that we've taken. With regards to going back to normal, 
can anybody predict what normal is going to be? To be honest, it's one of those questions that I would imagine happens around most dinner tables, most evenings, or when we were able to go out and see friends, conversations over dinner or, or just down at a pub. I think it's too early to say. I think there's been various views on the comparison back to the global financial crisis of how long it took to bounce back. It's difficult to say at this stage. We continue to support those growing SMEs. We continue to support those established SMEs. Our market sector is very much aimed at that, those established SMEs with between two and 100 employees, not the micro SMEs, but more those established that are looking to grow and expand and, and try and get through this global pandemic as best they possibly can. Now, you mentioned earlier that you're looking at an asset finance product as the next step. What comes after that? How's the evolution of the banking business going to go for Alica? The flexibility we have with the architecture is that we will be able to adapt to the needs of the, of the SMEs. It's been reported in the press that we will look at full financial services, full financial solutions, be that a payment account, transaction account, be that other working capital solutions that the SMEs in the UK might need. It's too early to say at this stage what those future products may look like. But needless to say that the architecture is flexible enough that if we were to identify banking as a service provider, for example, that we wanted to partner with, that we could do that as part of the architecture and the solutions that, that we've built. So we will react as required to what happens to your point earlier around you know, what does new normal look like after the global pandemic. There is one other issue that we haven't addressed yet that I'm sure must have some potential implications for the bank's business, and that is Brexit, which is fast approaching us. Do you have any concerns about how you're going to have to handle that as a bank that is going to have clients that are get, will be impacted, I guess? Brexit is obviously a, a big concern for a number of UK SMEs. We are focused on those established SMEs, as I mentioned earlier. I feel that by offering the right working capital solutions to support them during the outcome of Brexit will be critical to our success and their success. And we are focused on UK-based SMEs. And what we need to do is to make sure that actually we are supporting them in a way that bringing the right financial products to them that will support them through what will be the next challenge after the, you know, the COVID pandemic that we're currently going through. Well, you alluded to this earlier, and this is a point, I guess, to, to round up on. In the way that you built the bank, in the use of APIs, you are able to personalise the service you offer and the solution you offer to each customer. Yes, we are looking to offer to the customers an ecosystem of products which are fit for them, rather than being in the situation where a relationship manager one of our relationship managers out in the field goes to a to meet a customer with a we've only got this type of product this is what you can have well that's not going to help them is it that's not going to give them the financial support what's critical is to make sure that our relationship managers truly understand what our customers need and therefore we can offer services that support them in their financial growth and their business growth and what's critical is to make sure that we understand what they are and understand that using that API technology that we can bring those services to those customers and, to your point, create that almost bespoke financial services solutions for them. And it's that flexibility that's built into the bank from the beginning. 
that's exactly what we built from the outset is to provide that flexibility. So we're not constrained by a single company stack or a single vendor stack. We've got the flexibility within the architecture to plug in any type of third party service that may provide a benefit to our financial customers, also for our SME customers. Simon Bateman, CIO of Alica Bank, thank you very much.